You're listening to the Carry On Friends Podcast, Episode 14. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community. With your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hello, friends. Carrie Ann here, and welcome to episode 14. As always, I'm glad that you're listening. In this episode, it's going to be a little different. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And this episode is in celebration of my Caribbean heritage. For June, it is Caribbean American Heritage Month. And I wanted to take this episode to celebrate this important part of who I am and to big up all my Caribbean Americans out there, whether you're born in the Caribbean and you're a naturalized citizen of the U.S. or you're in the diaspora, wherever you are in Canada. I know I have listeners in Canada. I have people, my friends all over in the Caribbean in, and my family in England who is listening and to lovers of Caribbean culture. We celebrate Caribbean Heritage Month in June. And as part of my celebration, I participate in a block carnival with my sistrin, Alicia Simone Cristiani over at Rewind and Come Again, one of my favorite cultural blogs. Alicia and I are going to talk about her block carnival and we're just going to pick, you know, one topic from her block carnival. Check, check out the block carnival to see all the other posts that participated in the block carnival. So, I won't let you wait any longer. Let's get into the main feature. Enjoy. Hello, Alicia. Thanks for joining me on this podcast today. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited for you to be here celebrating Caribbean Heritage Month. Uh, Caribbean people unite. Yes. This is our month. We get one. Let me, let me, we celebrate it. Right? All the way to the fullest, right? <laughs> So for my listeners, um, Alicia is the editor of the blog Rewind and Come Again. And I'm going to ask her a couple questions to get you familiar with this fun cultural blog that I am in love with. So Alicia, tell us what is Rewind and Come Again, what it means, where you get the name from and why you started Rewind and Come Again. Sure. Rewind and Come Again started, oh gosh, maybe seven years ago as a, it was really just my like little online diary journal. Um, I am American born of of Caribbean heritage. My parents are from Guyana and through my whole life, I've always loved, struggled, thought about like this duality in the identity. You know, I grew up in a very Caribbean neighborhood. I go to school with Americans. And then, you know, there's just, there's always this push and pull between the two cultures. So it's something that I've always thought about. And so I started writing about it really just for my, just to get my own words out, not for anybody's to read. And then slowly but surely, I was like, oh, you know, this blogging thing came around. And I was like, oh, maybe, you know, someone might be interested. Mm -hmm. I told a couple of people and that's how the site got started. I, decided to call it Rewind and Come Again because that phrase to me is just so iconic of um, my childhood and just 
to me really says Caribbean, Caribbean American, because it was, you know, the call out that all the the DJs would play at a at the at the parties at the basement basement. You know, could you possibly rewind and come come again? again? (laughs) So it's just like when I hear it, it makes me think of high school. It makes me think of you know my youth and just so that was like, of course, that's going to be the blog name, rewind and come again. All right. And so this podcast is on participation in your and your second annual blog carnival. So tell us what is a blog carnival and then we'll get into the theme of this year's blog carnival. Sure. Last year was my first time doing this. Um, I learned about what a blog carnival was actually from another Caribbean um, uh, website called Red for Gender, which um, focuses on uh, uh feminist issues in the Caribbean, they held the blog carnival where really the host blog, which is me this time, um, puts a call out to other bloggers, vloggers, content creators um, to create and submit content around a particular theme. And then uh, they, they post that whatever their submission is on their site and link back to my post and I, and I post on my site as well so that both sets of audiences can read um, not only their post, but everyone else's, whoever submits. So at the end of the carnival, you have a list of all these great um, submissions, videos, what what have you, um, around this central theme. So, you know, I did this last year, and so I decided I'm going to do it again this year for Caribbean American Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. And this year's theme was um, is evolution. Uh, I just... Throughout the year, as I pay attention to what's happening in the Caribbean and in the Caribbean diaspora, there's just been so much growth um, across industry, across uh, uh, music, pop culture, politics, Mm -hmm. uh, you name it, you know, in the Caribbean and even here in our community here in the States. Um, Opening up of Cuba, you know, like I just said, this is a perfect theme for this year. Absolutely. And, you know, let's jump into evolution on a, on a, on a bigger scale. You know, I, as, as much as, as I was born in Jamaica, I've lived in this country for over 20 years. So I'm more wow. probably on the American side than I am mm-hmm. Jamaican. But in the past 20 years, the culture has evolved from Oh, you're just in Brooklyn to our culture is really mainstream. You mm-hmm. see um, influences all around mm-hmm. in terms of the slang it, that um, hip hop artists and other people will use. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this even precedes Rihanna. I mean, she is the most visible or the most popular of right. the current um, wave of Caribbean Americans or Caribbean diaspora in the culture or, or in pop culture. But I mean, I've seen the growth in 20 years from just basement parties to maybe New York hip hop acts might say a few curse words to really, Mm -hmm. you know, the, what's her name? Little mama just said wine, like a Jamaican. Oh yeah. 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 Her song. Yeah. Um, Become mainstream now. Slowly but surely. Very mainstream. I I think the biggest thing that I've experienced, I watched Grey's Anatomy and a few episodes ago, the Mm -hmm. intro music to Grey's Anatomy was Bungie Garland's. I saw that. I was like, what? Yes, yes. I was so excited. I was like, wait, that's Bungie. That's crazy. You know, so so we've come a long way and the culture has definitely evolved. And for us as Caribbean Americans, 
or or we we love that people visit the region because of our beaches and music but there's just so many so much more to us beyond that so let's talk about the other ways that we've evolved outside of beautiful beaches mm-hmm. and dance moves right what, right what, what, yes cuz we're we're known for signaling planes and everything else <laughs> yeah but i think i i mean that's what the stereotypical caribbean Export is music, dance, um, but I've, if talking about the arts, I've seen an explosion and growth in, um, say, film, for example, mm-hmm. you know, whereas a few years ago, you know, I, the only Caribbean film anyone here might have known was, um, I haven't even seen it, the old, um, The Harder they, they Come. The Harder They Come. Right. You know, and then that was it, you know. Or, or maybe the gangster one, Shutters. Oh, yes, yes. Cult classic. Yes. And of course, Dance Hall Queen. Dance Hall Queen, right? <laughs> Your so, top three, the trinity. The, right. <laughs> of the film community. Pretty much. But in the recent years, like, people have been picking up cameras and doing their own thing. I'm so proud of what's happening um, in the Caribbean film industry. It's just exploding. We have, like, Storm Salter out of Jamaica with, um, I don't know if you saw Better Must Come. Yes, I, I, I actually still have that DVD, yes. Amazing film, I love that. And um, now you have, uh, it's the most recent one I just saw. Um, oh my gosh, God Loves the Fighter. God Loves the Fighter. Right, that was the one. I recently wrote, um, you know, did a compilation article and featured mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, um, articles about the growth of really Caribbean film. And you are part of educating me about that and you know trini the trinidad and tobago film festival and all of that Mm -hmm. good stuff and i mean it's come a long way because for 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 us in the diaspora you know there's a lot of still traditional theater which is not bad Mm -hmm. but um to see that landscape broaden to film to digital which is pretty much where a lot of the for um the, the media or medium is it's it's very inspiring because as we know every you know or we we all have smartphones which makes us mm-hmm. like a, a mm-hmm. walking like film crew yeah <laughs> no it really like put in the hands of people who didn't have mm-hmm. access to technology and and knowledge before you know a smartphone has it's your mini computer now you can film you can do your audio and then you can look up how to put it all together and screen it you know right. like it's amazing what what's happened and i love to see it because now our stories are being told by us. Right. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. So so what does this mean with the growth of the film? Do we how are you anticipating more people to get involved? How how is this growth shaping up for our people? I guess are a lot of people picking up films are you know, I think so. I think from what I see um and I I learn a lot from um uh, my colleagues over at the Caribbean Film Academy, which is a Brooklyn-based um, organization, that um, that's where I first started really getting into it. They host monthly film screenings of Caribbean films around a certain theme, uh, and so I started going and learning more. And um, I think what's happening is that one, a few things. Okay, one, business-wise, now we have the different islands and nations have an alternative um, 
business structure mm-hmm. that can pull in money and pull in investors mm-hmm. and, and, and pull in. So it's not all just tourism. So many islands re- rely so heavily on tourism or minerals, um, exports, right, mm-hmm. to, to feed their economy. So now here's an, an whereas maybe in the past it's like, oh, you're a filmmaker. What is what is what does that even do? What does that mean? How are you putting food on the table? Right. But well, now we're, you know, we're feeding the economy because we're we're attracting um, outside investors. We're attracting people who want to use our locations. Mm-hmm. Um, we have talent where, you know, big name celebs want to use our filmmakers for their videos and for their mm-hmm. films. You know, and so I think um, in one one way, film is really helping to grow, you know, the uh, economy of um, Caribbean nations. You know, slowly but surely, but it is happening. The Trinidad and Tobago Film Festival is a great example of that. You know. One thing you just said that jogged my memory. So a few episodes, my actual first um, interview series was with Andrew Clark of Brata Productions. Mm -hmm. And he's mostly um, a theater actor. Mm -hmm. And in his response, he said it's very he started Brata because there was no avenue for a black immigrant Caribbean actor to, Mm -hmm. to perform. And he said it was easier for Hollywood to find a actor to do a poor accent. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've all seen that. Right. <laughs> so, so he created that. And so here, um, the Caribbean American Film Academy is essentially doing the same thing, which is creating a, um, a, a platform for, um, up and coming filmmakers to to showcase their their products for other mm-hmm. people and their talents, and I I would imagine that the more people do this, the better they come at it. And mm-hmm. I know Jamaica just started their own film festival. So yeah, it's it's it seems like it's gaining a lot of um, traction all throughout the Caribbean. I think so, and I think there's also it also um, speaks to giving an outlet. The same way like rap music here gave an outlet to those who might have been considered the underclass to, to tell their story in a way that was ex- easily accessible and let the world know what's happening in their hood. So now you have you know, people with their cell phones in various parts of the Caribbean able to tell their story. So it, it empowers um, individuals as well to, you know, and says, you know, my story is important. Someone wants to hear it and I'm going to tell it. And it also teaches skills like... Mm-hmm. I work, um, I volunteer for a, a youth arts organization in, in Guyana um, called Witness Project, and we did a short film last year as our, our yearly project with the kids. And it wasn't just, you know, like, let's do this project. It started that way, but what I noticed through it is that people, some of the kids really, you know, learned valuable skills. and were like, oh, I might want to do this. Maybe as a hobby, maybe as a career. And then once the project was over, they still continued and, and picked up the camera and did their own little short films or their own little videos to, to learn more. And so now I feel great in that I've contributed to, you know, the growth of a minor, you know, right. in Guyana, you know, learning some skills. And because oftentimes, at least in Guyana, I can't speak for other islands, but um, I know there's not a lot of um, things for kids to do sometimes or things for youth, youth, not necessarily little kids, but for young people, teenagers, youth to do once school is out. You, you know, you school or you work, you know, here in New York, you have all these activities. You know, I have two kids and they're constantly doing something. They're signed up for something. They're in some program. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, you know, kids don't have stuff to do. So now we're 
film is a way of learning a new skill and meeting new people, public speaking, managing. Like it's more than just the the creative part. There's a whole other back end to it that you know we're raising up and now a whole generation of people with brand new skills that they can take anywhere. Right. Right. And, you know, with the growth of technology, you know, I anticipate that the film industry, you have um, editors, you have all these other ancillary Mm -hmm. roles that spring up from, you know, the film industry. So it'll be very exciting to see how that will impact the Caribbean as a whole. So as we wrap up, what are you most looking forward to in terms of maybe or a culture and or impact on in pop culture as a whole and for the film industry? Um, in general, I just really would like to see more of our presence. I feel like, you know, there's always these articles floating around the internet. Did you know that these five people are from the Caribbean? Right? <laughs> you yes, know, and you're like, oh my that. God, I had no idea. Right. And I would love to see, I would love that not to be like a side note. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see more actors, writers, directors, uh, lawyers, editors, etc. like bring that more to the forefront, make that more of their um, calling card mm-hmm. so that we see some, Caribbean, Caribbean American, Caribbean Canadian, whatever themed films, music, and just so that it's not like something, it's not a surprise anymore. Like, oh, right. Jason's a rotation. Who knew? Right. Like, why don't we know that? Right. <laughs> you know, like, or why I, the other day I actually saw on Twitter, Kerry Washington gave reference to her grandparents coming through Ellis Island from Jamaica. And we knew that she has Jamaican background, but you know, that's not something that she speaks on I, right. all the time. So it's, we need the, the positive, not that there aren't positive um, images of Caribbean Americans. It's just that, like you said, it shouldn't be of, you know, wonder like, wow, really? You know, it, it, right. it's, it's not more of, oh my God, it's exciting. It's more like, wow. It, it, it almost seems as if, you know, from you, she's from Jamaica and she can do that. That's how it comes off to me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I really would love to see more of that. The, the Tassan was mainstream a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And so we, we want to see, but again, Tassan is in music. We want to see other people outside of those right. typical right. areas that, you know, of right. Jamaicans or West Indians or Guyanese or Trinis, you know, that whole feel. And for some reason, it always starts there. I don't know. I guess that's where people feel most comfortable, comfortable. having other different kind of people enter their space is in music and sports and, you know, and then like we creep in that way and then, oh, wow, look, we we're, take over. <laughs> right? we're a nuclear physicist too or yes, whatever. Yes, we take over. Um, Malcolm Gladwell, definitely um, mm-hmm. Jamaican mom, Canadian father, you know, we're out there and it's, but again, it's, it, it goes towards your theme is how our culture has evolved. We've gained some inroads, but we also want to see other ways that we've impacted pop culture other than the shata. Mm-hmm. other than the dancer right and, and i think we're on the precipice actually i right. feel like there's been a lot of change going on and i feel like we're like about to explode on the scene i really do i really and, and across industries right right caribbean bloggers unite you know but 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 <laughs> 
Well, Alicia, it was so fun talking to you. I know you're going to come back again on the show. Yes, yeah, I've yes, got to come back. Yes, yes, and we're going to have a fun show. And I'm so glad that you were able to just come on and just lighten up and just let's have fun. It's summertime, and you know, Caribbean people, we like the warm weather. That's when mm-hmm. we come alive. Thank you for having me, my dear. You're I'm welcome. Very honored to be on your podcast. Yay. And uh, I just, I just really want people to encourage people to read up more on the Caribbean, mm-hmm. talk to your Caribbean friends, learn there's more to us than beef patties and whining, you know, and roti. A, right. You know, like there's some deep history back there, you know, right. it can only help to enliven your life, but just a little bit more, just a little bit. All right. And so everybody, thanks for listening. I'll put links in the show notes for the blog carnival. So you could check out all the other exciting and wonderful posts that participated in the carnival this year. Caribbean American culture is definitely evolved and we are only going to get better and we are just going to, you know, come out and do a thing as always. Beat chest like you see in bow dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that so stereotypical Caribbean American beat Uh, chest? Of course. Well, Well, you know, stereotypes come from somewhere. Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S dot com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch, or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com. Or find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends. Carry On Friends.